today on PowerPoint with Jack Graham. That when Christ was born and the battle was fought at Bethlehem, that Jesus was there exalted and then exalted into the presence of God. He would live a perfect life. He would die on the cross and rise again on the third day, ascended to the Father and now on the throne. The cradle touches the crown. Take your Bibles and turn with me to Revelation chapter 12, the book of Revelation. And what you're about to hear, I truly believe, is the most unique and unusual Christmas text that I have ever taken and the most different Christmas message that I have ever delivered, even the title, A Cosmic Christmas, A Cosmic Christmas. Christmas. Now, you're going to discover what that is about and why we're saying this today. But there have been some famous battles in history, of course. You could recall some of them learned uh, in school here in America, Valley Forge, of course, Gettysburg. Uh, we think about the Battle of the Bulge. Think about D-Day and Normandy, which liberated Europe, Waterloo. So many famous battles in history. Unfortunately, uh, the world throughout its history has experienced wars and even in the last days, rumors of wars, more and more wars. But today, I'm going to speak to you about another battle. It's the battle at Bethlehem. Have you ever heard of it? The battle at Bethlehem. Now, I know that Christmas is a celebration, and I love the celebration. Bring it on. And we're grateful for the opportunity that we have to, to light the night and put up the trees and the lights and all the joyous things that we do to celebrate the birth of the King, the birth of Jesus. So yes, let's celebrate the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But in reality, at that first Christmas and before and beyond, what happened when Christ was born is all about a confrontation, a confrontation, a raging war that has been sweeping through time and before time. In eternity past and throughout the present and into eternity future, a battle, a spiritual war, and it's about two kingdoms the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of hell, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. It's about light versus darkness. It's a cosmic conflict. So the incarnation, which means God in flesh, God with us, the incarnation is an invasion. What happened when Christ came to earth was a heavenly invasion, and when the angels were shouting and dancing on uh, the stars that night and saying glory to God in the highest, yes, they were worshipers, worshiping the newborn king. 
announcing his birth. They were witnesses, but they were also warriors. The angels are mighty and powerful warriors. What happened when the angels showed up at Bethlehem, that was, a, was an air raid, all a part of this heavenly invasion when the Savior was born, the Messiah has come, and ultimately the victory is won. A war that will not be over until Christ comes again and establishes his eternal kingdom and ultimately defeat and destroy Satan and all the enemies of the gospel. War will never be over until then. We wish that somehow there could be a truce, just a truce, just a pause for peace. It did happen in the First World War, 1914, on December the 7th, 1914. British soldiers on the Western Front dug in their trenches. They began hearing Christmas carols from the German side. And later on, the Germans decided to approach the Brits and call for a truce, a, a ceasefire. And so they sent an individual with a white flag over no man's land. And the Brits had a conversation. The Brits were concerned because they thought it was some kind of trap the Germans were setting. But no, they were serious. And, and so they had an agreement. And on Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve, the 24th of 2014, or 1914 rather, all fighting stopped. And they even played some soccer together, played some ball together. And then Christmas Day. And when it was over, you know what happened? They started fighting again. It was just a truce. It was just a moment. And we're glad for that moment. But the war is not over. And you know why the war never stops? Because behind the scenes, in the air, in the atmosphere, in the supernatural realm, a spiritual, supernatural war is raging. And that's when we pick up in the story of Revelation 4, 12 and beginning at verse 1. This is in the midst of the great tribulation period at the end of the age, the end of the era, the church. Followers of Jesus have been taken to heaven and then there is hell on earth and this cosmic Battle increases, and here's what happens. As the revelator, John, is talking about this sweeping war from eternity past to eternity future. And a great wonder or sign appeared in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of 12 stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in birth pangs and the agony of giving birth. And another wonder, another sign appeared in heaven. Again, this is in the heavenlies. This is in the spiritual atmosphere. Another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and on his heads seven diadems. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. And she gave birth to a male child, 
one who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron, but her child was caught up to God and to his throne. Now, let's just stop right there. Who in the world or who in the other world are these, the radiant woman, a wonder woman, a wonder in the sky. So this is wonder woman right here. And then a red dragon, a radiant woman, a red dragon, and then a reigning child, male child. Who is the radiant woman? She is pregnant. And so she's glowing like the sun. She's resilient and beautiful. Some say, primarily Catholic theologians, the Catholic Church suggests that this woman is Mary. But for a number of reasons that I don't have time to talk about right now, this could not be Mary, primarily because it's clear really who this is and it's not Mary. Others suggest that this radiant woman is the church known as the bride of Christ. But this could not be, the radiant woman could not be the church because the church did not give birth to Jesus. Jesus birthed the church. Jesus gave us the church. The church did not give us Jesus. So it's clear, abundantly clear to me, that this beautiful, wondrous, magnificent woman with a crown with 12 diadems is Israel. This is Israel, the people chosen of God. The garland of 12 stars speaks of the 12 tribes of Israel and it is a, a direct allusion to the dream of Joseph in uh, Genesis 37. So what you have here is Israel in the midst of the great tribulation. Why Israel? Well, we need to back up and remember that God birthed Israel. God chose Israel as his own people. In fact, in Genesis chapter 12, this is the covenant, the eternal covenant with Abraham. Verse three of Genesis 12, I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse and in all the families of the earth shall he or shall be blessed. So we are told in the scriptures that Israel is blessed of God and all that bless Israel will be blessed and all who curse Israel will be cursed. It's a very special anointing and appointing on the nation of Israel. And primarily this covenant was to be the, the track the generation, uh, the genealogy of the one who would come to be the savior of the world. Christmas is my favorite time of the year. The lights, the presents, but most of all, the joy of Jesus coming into the world. There would be no redemption, no salvation if Christ had not come. And that's why I want to share a very special project that we produced here at PowerPoint. For a gift of any amount, I want to send you a DVD copy of our Christmas production, New Birth, New Life. 
With my good friends and musical artist Hebron Road, we will be sharing the good news that shattered the silence of night when Christ broke through history and entered into humanity and became the Savior of the world. For your best gift, we'll send you a copy of New Birth, New Life on DVD to prepare you for Christmas and to share with your loved ones who need the salvation Christ brings to this world. As an added bonus, when you give $50 or more, we'll include a CD or DVD series of Best of 2022. These 10 encouraging messages will answer the toughest questions you face, all based on biblical truth. To get both offers, call 1-800-817-3272, text the word BEST22 to 59789, or go to jackgram.org, and we'll send you New Birth, New Life, and the best of 2022 on DVD or CD when you give a generous gift of $50. So request both products today and continue to help PowerPoint reach the whole world with the gospel of Jesus till the whole world hears. Now to understand even more of this, I need to back you up to the Garden of Eden. The man and the woman had sinned against God. And judgment has come. And as a result of the temptation of the serpent, God pronounced a judgment and proclaimed a gospel there in the Garden of Eden. It's the first gospel message in the Bible. The Bible is gospel through and through, good news through and through. And the first message of hope and deliverance comes right in the Garden of Eden after the fall and the failure of Adam and Eve and this judgment was pronounced upon Satan himself. And it is in Genesis 3.15. God says, I will put enmity, that is war, between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring, your seed, her seed. He, that is the seed of the woman, shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. So war is there declared a war that had been going on previously in the heavenlies, in heaven itself, before the world was created, before the Garden of Eden, before Adam and Eve, before humanity. God existed in his glory and angelic beings surrounded him with praise and adoration. But there was a, an angel, a powerful and beautiful angel by the name of Lucifer, the son of the morning, and Lucifer decided, I am too great for God. I will exalt myself above the throne of God, above the heavens of God. And Lucifer, the son of the morning, revolted against God, rebelled against God, and led this revolt in heaven. And as a result, God judged Lucifer and cast him out. And with the, 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 the dismissal of, of, uh, of Lucifer, who became the devil, came one-third of the stars of heaven. We read that earlier, didn't we? When we're reading about this red dragon and his tail sweeping away one-third of the stars. The stars don't reference the, 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 the stars and the planets. Uh, the, that's not astronomy. Uh, that, that is spiritual truth in that, that with this revolt, one-third of the heavenly hosts with Lucifer were cast out, thrown out, of heaven. And these became demon spirits. And this is how the devil became 
the devil. Well, we don't have to wonder about who is the red dragon because verse 9 says, and the great dragon was thrown down that ancient servant who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth and the angels were thrown down with him. You know, don't you, that the devil is not in hell. He's not down in hell you know, making with a pitchfork, making people bend over and shovel coal. No, the devil is like a roaring lion roaming the earth, seeking whom he may devour. The devil and these demon spirits, they're in the air. He's called the prince of the power of the air. He's called the God of this age, the prince of the power of the air. And so Satan is raging. He is ravishing across the earth and the evil and the violence and the war and all the rest that is going on, even in our own culture. This is a satanic movement. This is the power of the devil. This is the war that has been going on from heaven and now on earth. And so no wonder the devil, who is the deceiver and a liar, and Jesus said a murderer from the beginning, he hates God, and so guess who he hates? The people of God. I'll tell you this about the devil. Of all the things the devil is, he is anti-Christ and he is anti-Semitic. He hates the people of God. And so here you have this, this red dragon, like a huge dinosaur, this serpent who is the devil. And... He comes against the radiant woman who is pregnant and crying out, trying to stop the birth. This has been going on a long time. It goes all the way through time and through history, through crusades and then to the Holocaust and Hitler. And even today, anti-Semitism is rising in America to some degree, certainly in Western Europe. And persecution against people of all faith and certainly Christians. People who love and follow Jesus are being persecuted, many martyred and dying around the world at an unprecedented pace. Here in America, we don't see hardly any physical persecution. We are seeing cultural resistance, which is getting worse. This is all about this war. That is the war of the ages, the war of heaven, the war of eternity that has come to pass. God, Satan, light, darkness, heaven, hell, Christ, antichrist. It's the red dragon. Satan's seed versus God's seed. The devil tried to stop the birth of Jesus but of course he couldn't because here's the thing. Satan is powerful, but he's not all powerful. He's mighty, but he's not almighty. There's one almighty. Our God who reigns, Satan is not equal. This is not a fair fight. In fact, it is a fixed fight. The battle is ultimately already won when Christ went to the cross and died on the cross and defeated the enemy and one day, the devil will be in hell. The devil will be put in the pit, in the abyss, and all who follow him will go with him. 
So God has no rival. God has no equal, but he does have an enemy. And so the battle rages. And so because Satan hates God, he hates God's people. And so we're in the target zone. We're in the war zone. What's going on all around us, that's the war. The male child, I don't have to tell you, do I, who the male child is? That's Jesus. That's the one who was born. And I love what it says about the birth of Jesus here in verse 5. She gave birth to a male child, one who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. But her child was caught up to God and to his throne. Did you notice what's missing in that sentence? The birth of Jesus, it happens. And then the child is caught up to the throne of God. Right from the manger to the majestic throne of God. There's no mention of the cross here, though the cross, of course, is the message we proclaim, but not here. This, this doesn't mention the cross. This is the incarnation and then the exaltation and coronation of Jesus, the king. Which means that when Christ was born and the battle was fought at Bethlehem, that Jesus was there exalted and then exalted into the presence of God. He would live a perfect life. He would die on the cross and rise again on the third day, ascended to the Father and now on the throne. The cradle touches the crown. The cross is in the middle, but it's the cradle. It's the manger that puts the Messiah on the throne. And that's what God is teaching us right here in the Revelation because it's all about the last days and the tribulation and what's going to happen at, at the end when Christ is exalted. And what happens in verse 15 of Revelation 11, you know how we got the you know how we got the hallelujah chorus right out of Revelation 11:15. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet and there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our God, our Lord and his Christ and he shall reign forever and ever and ever. And if you wanna know what the book of Revelation is all about, what the Bible itself, New Testament, Old Testament, all the covenants, the New Testament, the Old Testament, the covenants, the law, the grace, you know what it's all about ultimately? Our God reigns. Jesus Christ is Lord. And at Bethlehem, a death blow was delivered and Christ gave us victory. So the only response proper response is praise. Sing hallelujah because the Savior has born. The battle is heating up as we near the rapture of the church and the final tribulation. And the battle typically surrounds truth. What is truth? The devil is a slanderer and a liar. He promotes lies of all kinds. So this is why our battle surrounds the issue of what is truth and what is not truth. And that battle will continue until we're taken home. 
But in this very passage, passage of Scripture, the child born in the manger becomes the man who was nailed to the cross and the one who ascended on high. And when it just like it looks like it's getting worse and worse than it is, we need to remember that Christ reigns. Longfellow was in deep depression in the middle of the Civil War. William Wadsworth Longfellow. He had a child that was severely injured. The wife had died. The nation was divided. He was brokenhearted. And he started writing the poem that became the song, I Heard the Bells. And he's reflecting on how it seems that hate prevails. The hate and the wrong is just everywhere. And he's lamenting this. And then he's taking a walk and he hears the bells in the church tower ringing. And he said, when I heard the bells of Christmas, that hate would be destroyed, the right would be made right and all would be well because I heard the bells. I like Christmas bells, but let me just call you to hear the bells to battle because the Christmas bells remind me that we are in a battle and that right and might of Christ will prevail. So this is Christmas. This is Christmas. War is not over, but the victory has been won. And verse 11 of Revelation 12 says, they overcame him, meaning the, the saints in the tribulation period, they overcame him, but it also includes us by the blood of the Lamb, and the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto death. So what am I challenging us to do at this Christmas? Is to fight the good fight of faith. To keep fighting, because when we do, we're gonna keep winning. There are battles that will be lost, but we win because we're on God's team. We're on the Lord's side. If you are on Satan's team, if you're on Satan's side, it's not going to end well. It's going to end in hell. But Jesus came for you so that you could be saved from the power of the red dragon. And one more thing, it should be praise and it should be battle, but it also should be proclamation. Our testimony should be strong and true. We should not fear Satan. We should not fear death. We should not fear hell. We should not fear condemnation. We should never fear defeat. Rather, we go forward. We want the whole world to hear about our Jesus. We want people to know and love our God. We want to give and go and serve so that people won't die and go to hell with Satan, but that so people will live and have eternal life for our Lord and with our Lord forever and ever and ever. Amen? This is Christmas. We look forward to the day when war is over and there will be peace in the valley and the lamb will lay down with the lion and the child will put his hand over the hole of the serpent and there will be peace, sweet peace, heavenly peace forever and ever. Amen.
We want you to experience an incredible Christmas. And so we will send you a copy of PowerPoint's Christmas special, New Birth, New Life, when you give your best gift. For gifts of $50 or better, we'll also send you the best of 2022 on DVD or CD. Just call or text or go to jackgraham.org.